and that'll do it. The Oregon Ducks come into Columbus and shock the college football world. 10th-ranked Iowa will be the 9th-ranked Iowa State, 27 to 17 for their sixth straight win in the series. It's a good, solid win for Arkansas. The beautiful win. A dominant performance from Arkansas. 12 years in the making. What a week to be a Cougar. Release day September 17th, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to TBD Sportscast. With yours truly, I'm Joey. And I'm Mason. Welcome to TBD Sportscast College Football. This episode is entitled Surprise, Surprise. Because ladies and gentlemen, this weekend we were definitely surprised. Just just a little bit. I mean, there there were a lot of great matchups and some better upsets, to say the least. Uh, some games coming very close and some games... Not so much. So let's get into it. Ohio State fans, let me just be the first person to say, we were right, you were wrong, they were overranked, boom, what do you think of that? All right, Oregon (laughs) came in there, stormed the place, and they lost, all right? I called it last week, I said it was going to happen, I called Oregon, and you know what? They came in there. Anthony Brown, dude came in there and showed out, played a great game, over 300 yards passing. The rushing game looked great. Defense, they were down from the start, but they still came in. They played a great game, and Ohio State took that L. What do you think, Joey? Uh, I think it was a great game. I mean, I was texting you saying that, honestly, I didn't think, no matter who I chose and stuff, like it was a win-win no matter what. I mean, with any of these games, I did choose Ohio State last week. Uh, only because, you know, Oregon was having some situations on defense with their star linebacker and their defensive end being out uh, for the game. But, you know, although they still showed some struggles on defense, it didn't really matter with that offense being as lethal as it was. Uh, Just going up and down the field, Ohio State's defense definitely showed some big weaknesses, which is something we said uh, starting last season. Uh, we were sent, we were pointing out how there were big weaknesses on Ohio State's defense, but you know nobody believed us until this happened. And, and you know I'm just happy to see that finally somebody who's getting by by their name is finally getting called out, and the AP is kind of getting called out now. Yeah, that is absolutely correct. And you know what? Ohio State is now one and two in 2021. They lost to Alabama in January in the national oh championship, gosh. and now they lost to Oregon. Yeah. So they're only one and two, and they're leading with losses starting their 2021 season. And you know what? I couldn't be happier about it because we said all last season they were overranked. They shouldn't have been in the national championship in the first place, shouldn't have been in the playoffs in the first place. And you know what? They finally got what was coming to them. And like you said, they can't get by on their name any longer. Ohio State, don't get me wrong, their coaching staff is really good. Like yeah, Ryan you can Day tell, is one of the best coaches in college football. Yeah, you can tell both games they played this season, their second their first half was awful. But you Not know, good. just having a great coaching staff, you you can tell by how they come out in the second half. And both games Ohio State came out strong as heck, um, outscoring Minnesota uh the first game and then unfortunately falling short, but you know, CJ Stroud throwing over four hundred yards kind of tells you something. Um, but you know, Ohio State, this 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 is gonna be a struggle, strugglesome uh season for Ohio State, which we'll get into later. Uh, but yeah, I mean, great win by Oregon, uh tough luck by for Ohio State. Um 
good luck the rest of the season. But another good team in the Big Ten is actually Iowa. Facing off against Iowa State, Iowa, we we, we didn't think they would have the same um, success on defense as uh, they would they did against Indiana, but you know, four turnovers in the second half against a very strong Iowa State offense. I mean, Brees Hall, Brock Purdy, uh, to be precise, but you know, I know I know I called the game, but I didn't think it was going to turn out the way it did in the second half. It was a close game throughout, and then the second half, you know, like I said, four turnovers, and Iowa State just couldn't keep up. Their offense is great, but Iowa's defense is just incredible. Yeah, and with Iowa State, it almost seemed like they were fine until they got that fumble at the 10-yard line in the second half, and Iowa recovered it and scored a touchdown and mm-hmm. got a scoop and score. I mean, they seemed fine. I mean, that just killed their morale, and then they just couldn't come back. It almost just like they just they just couldn't mount a comeback. And, you know, uh, of course, me and Mason were texting throughout uh, Saturday and talking a little bit, and I also took some notes as well. And part of my notes, I actually, for, at least for the first half, I said Iowa and Iowa State is like a second coming of the Georgia-Clemson game. It was a very defensive game. Not a lot of offensive progress was happening. And then, you know... Come the second half of the second quarter, Iowa's offense started moving, and you know, second half happened. And although it was still a defensive game, Iowa just kept kind of rolling over Iowa State's offense. And and the biggest question we have at this point, I mean, within the past two games, Iowa State's offense hasn't been able to make that much progress. So that's my biggest question: Can their offense, even though they have top tier talent, can their offense get back to the level that they were last season? And, you know, they have to play Oklahoma, Texas, West Virginia, all that all that good stuff. So it's going to be a questionable season for them, uh, but I wish them the best. Yeah, and speaking of great offenses, uh, a surprise, BYU versus mm-hmm. Utah. They came out of nowhere. I mean, when you really look at this game, BYU was definitely the underdog here. They were not seemed to win this game, and they won 24-16. to 16. Mm-hmm. So when we look at this, I mean... I told you earlier, Utah just kind of looked like a high school team. It was like their defense just could not stand up to the BYU offense. And the BYU offense looked great. And, and you know, I didn't know this until college game day actually uh, came on and stuff. And they started talking about this game a little bit. Uh, they still have a BYU still has a little part of Zach Wilson because his brother is actually playing linebacker at BYU. Fun fact. Um Going back to how you said Utah was playing like a, a high school team, I mean, their defense actually still played pretty well. I mean, they had a, a rough uh, second quarter giving up, I think, 13 points. But other than that, it was, you know, maybe a touchdown or a field goal. Uh, the, I think the biggest problem with uh, Utah was, you know, the problem that we saw after the first week. Their offense just cannot move. They had two scoreless uh, quarters, which you just can't do if you're going to go into a big matchup like this and you know BYU took advantage of it their defense played incredibly well I, I will give them that I'm not going to say that it's just because Utah's offense is not the best but BYU's defense played very well and their offense definitely kept up with it and you know like I told you earlier when your defense is on the field a lot it's hard for them to keep up and I think that's what happened with uh, with Utah well yeah with what you're saying about Utah I completely agree they just did not hold up to what they should have and it's like we said last week this was not as important as a game for BYU as this was for Utah for Utah they had to win this to stay 
in the top, top 2025. 20, and they're they and they're out. They're gone. Yeah, they're gone. Which we're going to talk about in a minute. But yeah, they needed to win this game, and they did not. And this one was definitely a surprise. But our next two games were probably the biggest surprises. I did well, not the expect the next few games. Probably. I did, yeah, <laughs> I did not. But for upsets, mm-hmm. these next two were big surprises. I mean, Texas versus Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't remember who you picked. I definitely picked Texas, and I thought they were going to win this game because, I mean, I agreed with you. I didn't really think that Arkansas was really do any, doing anything over there. Mm-hmm. But I did say that it could go either way because Arkansas is still a hostile environment in an SEC team in a really good conference that's has a lot of teams that are building back up besides Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But Arkansas, they came out and they played great and they didn't make any mistakes. And it almost just seemed like Texas just couldn't get anything started. It was like the run game was was terrible. The passing was terrible. Bijan Robinson, I mean... It looked like Arkansas had prepared for him. It looked yeah. like they were prepared he, to take he, that guy down, no matter what. Yeah, and he he's a great running back, don't get me wrong, but he did not look like it in the game. And, I mean, um, Sarkeesian even announced uh, after the game that their Texas is actually going to be looking into giving Casey Thompson the starting quarterback role, uh, only because the past two games that Texas has played, Hudson Card has not been playing very well very consistently as he, yeah Hudson, as he was Hudson Card did not look good in that game yeah and and they had a big turnaround mm-hmm. when Casey came in they actually started they scored a couple touchdowns and got a lot more yardage and he's a big reason why they came back I mean Hudson Card was not able to get anything started to do anything and I think the Arkansas defense they were they were ready for Bijan Robinson and they were ready to sack Hudson Card because mm-hmm. he could not get that defense off of him yeah and and a big thing that Sarkeesian said was he felt that Hudson was kind of all over the place, and he wasn't giving uh, the play enough time before he was. He felt under too under pressure, and he was trying to scramble and just do too much. Um, and you know, Sarkeesian showing a little more faith in in Casey right now. So I'm interested to see if Texas can turn around with a QB change. We talked a lot last season about how important quarterbacks are to a team because mm-hmm. they really are like the manager of the entire offense. Mm-hmm. You don't have an offense, you don't have a team. You don't have a quarterback. You don't have an offense. Nope. So when you really look at it, Texas can turn this around. Mm-hmm. But how soon is the question? And that's also a question for USC. In our next upset, Stanford beating USC by almost 20 points. And you know That was insane. Yeah. And th- that's and this, probably the biggest one. Yeah. And this led to a head coach firing at USC. Uh, and I was reading a little bit into it and... Um, I was also watching some ESPN takes from it, and Reese Davis actually made the most sense in the fact that USC hired this man uh, and gave him all these tools, you know, to be successful. And they had a high standard because they gave him all these successful tools, all these all these things to become successful, make a great top tier team, and you know, recruiting and everything like that. But you know, one of the biggest things Reese Davis said is. If you're going to coach at USC, you can't let guys like Bryce Young and DJ Uyagalale leave California and go to the other coast. You're trying to be a top-tier team. you got to get those top-tier players from your own state. And if you can't do that, you can't be successful. And, you know, I don't like to call firing a midseason. It's kind of just selling out the rest of the season. Uh, but, you know, they thought it was uh, they thought that they needed to do it now. 
rather than later. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, I don't think Stanford's a great team. I just think USC um, did not show up at all. They just didn't look like your typical USC team. I mean, I know even last season, right? I mean, they had some issues, but they won the games they needed to win, except for the conference championship. But that just did not look like USC. I don't know what was going on on Saturday night, but it was not USC. No, and you know what's going to happen again is if we end up calling, having to call some of the USC games, I'm going to say that they're going to win and they're going to lose. And then when I say (laughs) they're going to lose, they're going to win. So I hope we never have to call a game for them coming up but you know they could they could still win out do i think they will with an interim head coach right now not a lot of teams can do that yeah so and moving on we have two games here but we got to talk about two teams texas a&m and notre dame earlier we were discussing how there's a lot of teams that get by on their names and these are two teams that are overranked and did not play great against not great teams on saturday Mm mm-hmm Texas A&M versus Colorado, Texas A&M won by a field goal. Notre Dame versus Toledo, Notre Dame won by a field goal. Toledo, who does not have a good football program. I mean, look, Colorado, Colorado is decent. Yeah. But Texas A&M, with all the hype they've been having, I mean, like, that's the team that's supposed to beat Alabama in the West. Yeah. And it kind of leads back to what we were saying. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have an offense. And if you don't have an offense, you don't have a football team. And, you know, uh, Texas A&M, although... King was showing promise. He did get injured, and, you know, it was a quarterback battle for a while, and it was a last-second call to name the starter, but it's not looking good for Texas A&M. Yeah, and they announced on Tuesday that he will be out for most of the season, so it's going to go to the other guy. And, you know, I don't think it's going to turn out very well for them. You know, I mean, two weeks and King... Yeah, he had a good first game, but then the second game before he got injured, he wasn't playing all too well anyways, and then he gets hurt, the other guy comes in. Yes, he was pushing the offense down the field and ended up helping them win the game, and you know, the the offense was moving when he came in. I'm not going to lie, but it was it was way too close of a game to say that this this is a top 10 team. And you know, Texas A&M did not drop in the rankings, but Notre Dame did. Notre Dame finally dropped out of the top 10. They're at number 12 now. I was happy with that. I still think this should be lower, and we'll talk about that later too, but Notre Dame dropping to 12 out of the top 10 because they had a struggle win against Florida State and then another struggle win versus Toledo. This is exactly where they need to be, but you know, I'm just glad that they dropped. And, you know, honestly, for what we thought was going to be not that interesting of a week in college football, it turned out to be really surprising. I, I mean, it, it really was. I mean, I was I, I told you I was literally flipping through all the games, whether it was good games or bad games. Like I watched a little bit of uh, Georgia versus UAB before, like right when Stetson and Bennett. And we destroyed them, by the yeah, way. Yeah, right when Stetson Bennett threw a touchdown pass and then I turned it off because Nobody wants to see that. Um, I mean, I, I watched the Alabama versus Mercer game where, you know, Alabama only scored 31 points in the first half. Like, only what the <laughs> heck? Like, Saban was very upset, uh, so I was very upset. I was like, if he's mad, then I'm mad. Uh, I watched the Clemson-South Carolina State game. 
no surprise there. No. Uh, but, you know, all these this week was a great week, and we didn't expect it to be. And we're really excited to move on to next week. we got a great line of games. And coming in with our game of the week, can you guess what it is? Do you have any idea? Well, let us tell you what it is. F- Alabama versus Florida in the swamp. Yeah, and I mean... It's it's going to be an interesting game, to say the least. I'm, I'm not too sure how it's going to benefit Florida whatsoever. Um, but, you know, they're having Florida's having some uh, quarterback issues, of course. Emory Jones hasn't been playing out very well. And, you know, they're they're still trusting him with the starting role. But I don't see that working out very well. And to their favor and you know we could see a lot of Anthony Richardson in this game against Alabama uh, just depending on how Emory Jones does uh, yeah and everybody was saying at the beginning of the season like well Emory Jones is going to be something special dual threat quarterback or whatever and I could just tell even from how they played against Oklahoma in their bowl game he was not going to be that you know good like everybody's still saying that Florida is going to beat Georgia and beat Alabama and I I just I just don't see it dude so when we look look at this game I mean it's in the swamp that's a one of the worst atmospheres to be in if you're the opposing team in college in, in the SEC and in college football it's not a great place if you're the opposing team but Alabama coming in here with Bryce Young playing the way he is with the weapons that he still has and Mechie and and in the freshman hall I, I think that they're going to be all right. I don't think that the defense at Florida is enough to stop them. I don't think that Florida has the offense to score enough points on them. And Alabama definitely has the defense either way when it comes to that battle. So if I'm going with it, Alabama, you got my pick. Yeah, I mean, last season Florida was the only team that came close to beating Alabama and, you know, that was a completely different team. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at that. You had Kyle Trask. You had Kyle Pitts. You Kamari Gamble. Kadarius Tony. You had so many weapons on that field, and they're all gone now. Yeah. So there's no way. Yeah, so, I mean, it's unfortunate to see. It's especially unfortunate to see Florida rank so high. But, um, you know, I, 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 I'm I giving my pick to Alabama only because I don't – the Florida defense is still not good. Like, even though they seem good because they've played nobodies recently, they're still not good. I was just going to say, for an NC State team that, like, destroyed South Florida and then for Florida to go and play them the next week and only beat them by, like, 20 points, that kind of proves exactly what you're saying. Their defense is nothing special. I mean, don't get me wrong. NC State's a good team, even though they came off a tough loss against Mississippi State. Like, if they beat Mississippi State, they would probably be ranked in the AP poll right now. But... Uh, tough loss by them but yeah I I just don't see you know you have the same lackluster defense and then you have a worse offense than last season I don't see it happening for Florida I honestly think Alabama could blow them out so bad that they could be it would look like Miami again yeah they could possibly I don't think they're gonna be knocked out of the top 25 just yet but you know they still have a game against Georgia they have to face yeah which will knock them out um, but you know, they're going to be there. They could end up below Miami seeing how bad this is. Yeah, it just depends. But I really do think that Alabama is going to win this. And I think we have a great game of the week. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, if Florida shows up and is able to kind of prove us wrong, it's going to be another one of those weeks where it's like, it's a win-win. 
Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, Alabama getting a loss, Georgia goes to one. So I'm chilling either way. Alabama gets a loss. <laughs> well, Clemson won't move for a little bit. but Yeah, not until the people above them start losing. But speaking of the rankings, we are going to be jumping into the AP and the TBD top 25 rankings. So this week in the top 25, Joey... Who has left us and who has joined us? Uh, leaving us after this week two, hectic week two, uh, University of Southern California, the real USC has dropped out of the AP top 25, as well as Texas after a horrifying loss against Arkansas and Utah after showing their offense cannot keep up with anybody else. Coming in to the AP top 25, we have teams like Michigan ranking 25th, Arkansas jumping all the way up to 20th, BYU at 23, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, there's some questionable teams being put into the AP Top 25. I mean, I saw Michigan possibly making it next week or so, but, you know, uh, after this week, I don't know. Washington's not that great of a team to, you know, sell me on putting them in the top 25 this soon. Yeah, I mean, I think these teams coming up in the top 25 are great. I'm a little skeptical with Michigan being in there yet. I thought Michigan State would take that over mm-hmm. them. BYU, I understand it because of the win that they took against Utah. And I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty impressive and it was pretty convincing. But the team that I just don't see going that high is Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas beat Texas by a pretty good margin, but not that great of a margin. Yeah, I mean, wasn't an impressive wasn't an impressive win by Arkansas over Texas. Yes, don't get me wrong. Uh, even though Texas had some quarterback sh- problems going on, uh, but i've been saying for a little bit i am more confident in putting kentucky in the top 25 than arkansas only because well i'm looking into the future future games and stuff like that arkansas has probably the most difficult schedule uh out of maybe anybody in the sec uh so that that's just my opinion yeah arkansas played great against uh texas but it's two weeks and you know I, they have history of not doing great after the first few games. So I, I just don't have any confidence in it. Yeah, and somebody said that they see Arkansas going through the rest of the season undefeated until Alabama, but that means they beat Georgia, Florida, Kentucky, and Missouri. Mm-hmm. Missouri is the only one on that list that I can possibly see. They will not get by Georgia. They will not get by Ole Miss. Maybe they probably Auburn. will not get by Auburn. Mississippi State, who isn't yeah. a great team, but LSU, Alabama. They Like I said, they have a tough schedule. Yeah, there's no way. They're not going to beat all those teams. They're good, but they're not that good. Yeah. So, But moving on now to the TBD Top 10. If you want to see the entire TBD Top 25, head over to our Instagram and our Facebook. But for here, we're going to talk about the top 10, starting at number 10, Ole Miss. The reason we have Ole Miss this high is because they are 2-0, and they're still looking pretty dang good. They beat down on Austin Pay on Saturday, and we just think that when looking at a lot of the other teams, like Notre Dame and USC, a lot of the Pac-12 schools, Ole Miss just has... They have a better team and they look better. 
than a lot of them. And that's yeah. why they're in our top 10. I mean, their offense is clearly more consistent than a lot of people, uh, other teams. And then, you know, their defense, they actually went by their word and they actually progressed their defense. Uh, unlike another team later on in the top 10. <laughs> but um, no shade, I swear. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Ole Miss is a very consistent team, especially compared to last season. And, you know, they're just impressing us every week. Definitely. Coming in at number nine, Ohio State University. The reason be- being that they we lost. That Oh, yeah. And they we lost. lost. They lost. <laughs> so now they're one and one. They have a win against Minnesota and a loss against Oregon, which a game they probably should have won with the way they were ranked. But we had them ranked last week at three. Now they're ranked at nine, and that's where they're at because they had a loss against Oregon. And, you know, honestly, I kind of wanted to rank Ole Miss to get higher, but I think their win against Minnesota is just more impressive than a win against Austin Pay and a win against Louisville. And can I be honest real quick? And, and this is somewhat calling us out. We didn't even want Ohio State at number three. So why 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 did we do that? Was it was, was I don't it really think that we I don't I don't think that we out? had a choice. I think yeah. that it was because that they won the game they were supposed to win. They they did look good in the second half and ultimately against Minnesota and ultimately that's just what it came down to. That's how the cards laid out. And they played a better game than Oklahoma did against Tulane. They yeah. they beat the spread they were supposed to. I didn't like having them there, but last week in week one, they did play a game. That looked like a top four game. Yeah. The second half. Yes. <laughs> the first half, they were playing like they weren't even Yeah, they, they figured it out in the second half. They yeah. couldn't do that against Oregon. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the next team up at number eight is Texas A&M. We kind of touched up on it earlier. Uh, we're still not too sure about this ranking. This uh, is still temporary. Yeah, this is a temporary position. This is just, you know, where they're at now. They're They're not worse than the teams below them. They're better than the teams below them, but they're nowhere close to the teams above them. And, you know, with that, like we said earlier, the the quarterback situation that they're dealing with, uh, that could have a major effect on it. You know, their defense, yes, is very good, um, but their offense, like I said in my week two takeaways, uh, their offense is what's dragging them behind, and it could be the the lead of their demise uh, for this season. Uh at one point, we said that you know they could be the lead in the SEC West, and now it's not looking too promising. Kind of already touched on it. Number seven, Cincinnati. Uh, that's I think that's temporary for them as well. The way that they've been playing recently, I mean, you know, they're beating these you know kind of nobody teams, but I'm ready for them to see a ranked opponent and see where that I mean, comes out. This past week, it was kind of questionable. I mean, what happened in the first half? Like, what if you're going to be a top ten team and you're you're playing these teams? And that are definitely lower talent than you, and you're tied in the first half, seven to seven. Yeah, like you're supposed to be known for your offense. You, yes, you have a good defense, but you're you're also known for your offense. You're known for your star quarterback. Especially, yeah, when you have Ritter at quarterback, yeah. And you're tied seven to seven. So I don't know if there's something going on in the play calling, or it's the players, or what's happening. But when I saw that, I I became instantly unsure of Cincinnati and you know they do have a tough schedule this this year because they decided that they were they were good enough to you know match up against these these power five teams and tied seven seven I 
I, I'm, I'm just unsure of it. So, yeah, temporary. It's definitely temporary. And coming in at number six, of course, we have Clemson for obvious reasons. They're a one-loss, one-win team. They lost to Georgia. That's where they're probably going to be sitting for a while unless they lose a game on their schedule, which I do not see happening. <laughs> it would be surprising if that happened. I don't see it happening. Never know, but no. I would say you'd probably say the same thing. I, I Yeah, I, I said earlier, I, I don't I don't see Clemson moving up in a while. Um but I do see a few changes with the teams above them that could, you know, just barely get them at number four. Do I want to at number four? I don't want to face Alabama uh, in the playoffs, but there's a slight, there's still a chance that last I saw 40% chance it, it's, it's Clemson, 42% Oregon, and so on and so forth. And it was like a a 90-something percent if Clemson wins out, including the ACC title game. But there's still a lot of factors that go into it. So, yeah, Clemson's going to be stuck at six for a while. Yeah, and that's where we're at with that. And coming into number five and number four, we disagreed heavily on this, but eventually we did come to a consensus. Coming in at number five, Oregon. And, and you know, if you've been with us for a while... You know that we don't take things like the AP poll. I mean, in some instances, we may agree with the AP poll, but, you know, nine times out of ten, we're not going to look at it like an AP poll. And there was an instance where we disagreed and somebody had to be point had to point out that the AP poll was kind of being brought into it. Um, but, you know, yeah, Oregon played uh, number three, Ohio State. But as we've been saying, Ohio State is not that great of a team they got there based off their name and you know we knew Ohio State's defense was not good we knew that they were struggling at quarterback with overthrows and stuff like that and you know Oregon was able to take advantage of it yes they were missing two of their star defenders and still won but when you at least when I looked at it Oregon's defense was able to make maybe one or two stops stop the drive get the ball back to their offense. Their offense was the key part of winning that game. And, you know, you could really tell that in the second half when, you know, Ohio State started making stops and all of a sudden you're stop, you're not breathing anymore because you're going, oh, no. But, you know, that, that was the factor that held them at five instead of four. Yeah, for sure. And with Iowa coming in at four, that's, that's an easy one. You know, they beat up on Iowa State and – the reason I thought that Iowa should be at five and Oregon at four was just the way that Oregon, I thought Oregon had a better game against Ohio State. But when you look at it, Iowa just beat down on Iowa State and, you know, it was it was definitely the better matchup and that's where we're at. And so coming into three, two and one, Oklahoma, Georgia, Alabama, it's real it self-explanatory. Hasn't it's not going to change until one of those teams gets a loss, which I don't see happening anytime soon. Oklahoma's facing Rutgers this weekend. That's easy. Georgia's facing South Carolina. That's going to be a pretty easy matchup. And Alabama's facing off against Florida, which we've already touched on. So those are not going anywhere. But that's the TBD top 10. Again, if you want to see the full top 25, head over to our Instagram or our Facebook at TBD underscore sportscast. And, and feel free to disagree with us because people normally do. Yes, please comment you what you think on that post. We will talk with you about it and we want to we want to hear some opinions. And moving on to opinions in our big week three matchup, starting off with number eight, Cincinnati at Indiana at 12 p.m. Um, so 
I, I kind of expressed this opinion on Saturday, uh, but uh, this game real will really show how the Big Ten is because I, as an ACC guy, uh, I've gotten a lot of slack on how the ACC is not very competitive, not very good. But uh, right now, you're looking at the Big Ten and. There's not a lot of promises in there. There are some promises, but also a little bit of downside. Uh, Cincinnati, a good team. Uh, they're supposed to have a, a, a great offense. They have a good defense, as we know. Last good defense Indiana faced. They got blown out and wasn't able to score a touchdown against Iowa. Uh, this is a this is Cincinnati's first Power Five conference team of the season. We, we, we did have a lot of confidence in Indiana. And even though Indiana is not ranked in the AP, Indiana is still ranked in our poll. Yeah. And somewhere between 20 and 25. Yeah. And um, it's really hard to say, but I, I, I'm going I'm to call Indiana only because it's at Indiana. And again, the last AP or the last Power Five team that faced off against Cincinnati was Georgia last season. And, you know, they came up short, and I think that's what's going to happen this game. Now, if Indiana's defense can't hold up Cincinnati's offense, there's a problem. But I'm, yeah. I'm choosing Indiana here. Yeah, and with Indiana, you know, having a tough loss against Iowa at the beginning of the season, but then coming up next week, fixing some of that, and, you know, beating Idaho 56-14. to And, of course, you know, Idaho's nothing special. I mean, but still, a convincing win against a not-great team. I'm with you. I'm going to go with the Hoosiers on this one. I think that Indiana can definitely pull this one out. I think it's going to be close. I think this re-ranks Indiana I think in they, the AP yeah. if they win this. If they win this by a convincing margin, they come back into the AP. And then and you they'll know, go you can, up in the TBD. So. Yeah, <laughs> and then you, know, then you can tell me, hey, you were wrong about the Big Ten, but you know, there's still some questions about Big Ten. But the next matchup, matchup coming up is number 15, AP poll-wise, number 15, Virginia Tech versus... West Virginia at 12 p.m. at West Virginia uh, a, a fun little stat that I saw the last time well this this is actually a rivalry game yeah uh, this became a rivalry before the Virginia Tech came over to the ACC they were in the same conference uh, and you know West Virginia pretty sure it said they were on a win streak when it was at home against Virginia Tech now Virginia Tech the only question they have is, is can, can they throw the ball we know they can run it. We know they have a good defense. But West Virginia also has given up very little yardage. Even though they're not ranked right now, they have a, a better defense than per usual for a West Virginia team. Uh, I am personally going to go West Virginia. Uh, I hate to say it, but you know I think it's going to be a close game because um, it's a battle of two great defenses, I think. I'm, I'm picking West Virginia. I'm going to go opposite of you, and I'm going to say Virginia Tech. With the way that their defense stood up to North Carolina, who's still good. I mean, they destroyed Georgia State on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell threw for like five touchdowns. No, Sam Howell. It was great. Sam Howell threw for three and ran in for two. Either way, responsible for yeah. five <laughs> touchdowns. So I'm going to go with Virginia Tech on this one because of their defense. And mm-hmm. I think that they're, if their offense can step it up, I think they're in there like swimwear. So I Throw back to the vlog. Yeah, I definitely think that we are... I think that we're definitely going to be opposite on that one, but we'll definitely find out who's going to be right next week. Mm -hmm. And moving on, Michigan State at number 24, Miami at 12 o'clock. This one's going to be interesting. I've been a big, big believer in Michigan State this season. Uh, 
their running back core is just really good. I mean, last game it wasn't even Walker. It was, uh, I don't remember his name off the top of my head right now. But, you know, they had a QB battle at the beginning of the season, and then they kind of figured it out. Uh, And, you know, it's just, you know, this is a hard one because Miami does have that offense, but they don't have the best defense. Uh, I mean, they barely beat Appalachian State. They got destroyed by Alabama. Meanwhile, Michigan State, two wins. Uh, close game against uh, Northwestern, but blowing out Youngstown. Uh, I am personally going to say Michigan State. The question is, of course, can Michigan State's defense hold up against Miami's offense, and can Miami's defense hold up against the run game of Michigan State? Uh, both really good questions, but I think one is more likely than the other, and I think it's going to be Michigan State coming out on top. I'm with you. I'm going Michigan State. You're right about their run game. And, you know, this is their first-ranked opponent. Mm -hmm. But with the way that, you know, Miami played against App and also played against Alabama, I think that this is going to be the thing that takes them out of the top 25. I can't believe I just chose against two ACC teams. Yeah, I'm I'm going with Michigan State on this one. This is one of the biggest matchups next week. Number 22, Auburn at number 10, Penn State. And now this is an Auburn team who I personally don't understand why they're ranked because of the two teams that they faced are not. They're essentially high school teams. Um, Yes, they blew them out incredibly the past two weeks. But, you know, Penn State, incredible offense. Like I said earlier, turnover ratio is in their favor. Um and their offense has been consistent. Maybe not the most powerful offense, but you know when your defense is is putting in the work and your offense has so much time to you know get into the end zone. Auburn, yes, has shown that they have a a better offense than they did last season, a more consistent offense. My problem is would would their overall team be able to match up with a team like Penn State? I personally don't think so. Yeah, I'm picking Penn State. This is a really, really, really tough one because it's Auburn's, also wide out. Auburn's got that. Auburn's got that offense. Penn State got that defense, and Penn State definitely got that home field advantage in their favor. And I think that definitely tips the scales towards Penn State. So I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna call Penn State. I was kind of going back and forth on that one, but I think ultimately Penn State's gonna bring it on, and I think Auburn is not going to be ready for what's about to happen to them, and I think that they are going to drop from the 25. It'll be a close game, though. And moving on to actually another big kind of rivalry in the ACC, Virginia at number 21, University of North Carolina at 730. Virginia is one of those teams that has not been talked about enough after week two, Uh, absolutely blowing out Illinois, which some people are like, "Eh," but, you know, remember, Illinois is still an impressive team. Yeah, are they the best in their con- in their conference? No, but it's an impressive win, blowing out Illinois the way they did. And, you know, UNC, last Virginia team they faced, they ended up losing by a touchdown. Can Virginia... The thing about Virginia is they actually have an offense. The only question is, can their defense stand up to UNC's offense? And can UNC's defense stand up to Virginia's offense? Um, this is really tough. Uh, this is another team I've been pretty big on, just like Michigan State. Uh, and this is a game that, just like Michigan State's game, could put them into the top 25. It's at, it's, it's at Chapel Hill. 
Uh, this is this is a game I've been back and forth on. I'm gonna go UNC. And I'm right there with you. I love Sam Howell. I think he's a great quarterback, and I think that with the adjustments they've made and getting to you know play a warm up game against Georgia State, I think that they're gonna come out and I think they're gonna rock. <laughs> they're gonna rock Virginia. It might be a, a lot closer than people think, but yeah. I think I think UNC is definitely gonna come out and win this game. But with this next game though. This looks a lot like Utah versus BYU. And that's because it's number 19, Arizona State, at 23, BYU, at 10-15. And with this game, like last week, Utah, that game was important for them to stay in the top 25, and they lost, and they dropped. For Arizona State this week, this is a very important game for them to make sure that they win this so they don't drop out of the 25. But this time, for BYU, it's the same deal. Because either one of those teams loses, they're out. Arizona State, if they lose, they may not. But I see them dropping out if they lose this game to BYU. Possibly. But unfortunately, I'm sorry, BYU. Y'all had a great week or a great game last week. But um, I I just don't see it. Arizona State's been showing a lot of promise. Do I think they're the best? And again, do I think they're the best in their conference? No. But when it comes down to it, Arizona State's offense has been rolling. Uh, They haven't had to worry about much defense because they've just been blowing past everybody else's. BYU, you're more of a traditional kind of, you know, team. And I I just don't think it works out in your favor against Arizona State. BYU is coming off of a high against a win Mm -hmm. against Utah. This is being played at BYU. I mean, Arizona State hasn't really played anybody, you know, worth mentioning. And, you know, BYU hasn't either, except for Utah with their win in week two. I'm going to go with BYU on this one. I'm going to say BYU takes us against Arizona State, and I think we'll be seeing Arizona State drop out of the top 25 and BYU, you know, heading up. And the only reason being is just because, you know, their offense is stellar. Their defense is not bad. Definitely needs some work. Not bad. But BYU's offense is stellar. They're playing this game at home, and they're coming off that morale against beating Utah, so I think that I think BYU is gonna take it out, dude. But yeah, uh, that concludes our episode this week. If you haven't already, go check us out on Instagram and Facebook at TBD underscore Sportscast. Uh, if you're not watching us on YouTube, go check it out on YouTube, man. There's a lot of cool visuals. There's a, call, a lot of fun stuff. You, there might be even some extras. You never know. And if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to our channel and ring that Liberty Bell. And for notifications on our post, we post every Friday, and we will see you next week. And always remember, no matter what team you pull for, if you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team. But just know that God, in his love, sent his only son to die for you while you were still his enemy. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he wants to know you. And if you ever want to talk about that, hit us up on Instagram or Facebook DM. Leave a comment on this YouTube video. We will sit and talk about Jesus with you, and we will talk about anything that you want to talk about regarding that. Just know that you're loved and you're cared for and you're wanted, and we're praying for all of our listeners. We love you. God loves you. And we will see you on TVD Sportscast College Football for week four after Florida loses next week. (laughs) Bye-bye. Later. (laughs) 